0: to Beer Me. I am your host, Sarah Jane. Every week, I will have a guest on the show to discuss different parts of the beer world. From brewers, importers, educators, this will allow us to examine the dynamic world of beer through different lenses. Whether you're new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. So I'm very excited to welcome on to the show Em Sauter. She is an award-winning cartoonist, a founder of Pints and Panels, an advanced Cicerone, and somebody who has brought me a lot of joy on my Instagram feed with her really delightful illustrations that focus a lot around beer education. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the show.
1: Thank you for having me, SJ. This is going to be exciting.
0: So not only are you an incredibly wonderful beer mind, but cartooning is not just like a super fun hobby you developed during the pandemic. You have a master's in fine arts from the Center for Cartoon Studies in Vermont. I do. It is a a
1: real place.
0: Uh, It is a real place. So tell me a little bit about kind of what goes into that and, you know, kind of what, what got you excited about focusing your art around beer specifically. So the school
1: being in Vermont is this is 2010. So I started, I have my, I got. I graduated in 2011 from CCS and it's in White River Junction, Vermont. So it's about in, kind of in the middle, like right actually right on the border between New Hampshire and Vermont. It's right there, uh, kind of right in the middle of the state. And so it's this 2010. So craft beer is really starting to take off around this time with, you know, Hill Farmstead opens and he's an hour and a half north of us, and Von Trapp starts brewing, and then you have all the old guard of Vermont with Otter Creek and harpoons up there, long trail, and you were just surrounded by good beer all the time. And it was really fun to learn a lot because I didn't really have an art school background. A lot of my classmates did. Um, I was a writing and American studies major. Like, I didn't even take an art class in college. Uh, I had a cartoon in the newspaper that poked fun of the college I went to, uh, which got me in trouble a, a lot, which I really, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> um, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, so yeah, but it was it was fun to doodle and draw. And when I found out about the Center for Cartoon Studies, I was living in Boston, I was actually working in finance, and a friend of mine was like, oh, uh, I'm going to visit a friend. He goes to the CCS. And I was like, what's that? And when I found out about the school, I was like, I have to, I have to go. And it changed my life. I, um, it was the best experience. I have no regrets. I learned so much. My classmates are wonderful. The professors were great. You know, it's a small school. There's only about forty or so people that go there total. And it's in an old, it's in an old uh, department store. And now they bought the old post office, so it's a much, they have a lot more space. And it's just a really cool takes over the downtown of White River and White River Junctions changed a lot since I lived went you know when I went there there was a dive bar another dive bar a bagel place a bingo hall and a and a couple like a good coffee shop and a good restaurant so there was stuff but now there's there's fa and like uh, there's a really good brewery right across the street from where I live River Roost it's named one of the usually consistently one of the top breweries in the country um, yeah and I'm like that was I that could have been right across the street from my house like where I live, geez. Uh, so it's just really cool to see how the town has changed. I haven't been back actually in a very long time, but it's a really cool establishment. And that's Pints and Panels started as a drawing hobby. You know, it was a warm up. Every day I would draw about beer. Um, Pints and Panels actually was named by my boyfriend at the time. I was like, I want to review beer in cartoon form. And he was like, 12 <laughs> Pints and Panels. And I was like, that's the best name ever. Uh, so always make sure to give Ryland Ionelli credit for coming up with um, who is and he was in the great above me at CCS. He came up with the name and it's yeah very thankful to him for it. He's a great guy.
0: So yeah, and Pints and Panels is your blog. Pints and Panels, you, yes, yeah, where you're able to review the beer, but then you've you've kind of morphed it into also an educational front, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the first 8 or so years I just reviewed beer, which was fun, but at the same time beer is so local that there's a lot of beer that's, you know, there's I live in a town now that has about 75,000 people in it, and we have two decent breweries, but most people haven't heard of the breweries, you know, that are in your town outside of either your state or even your region. So reviewing beer is great and fun and you know, it's good to help train your palate, but You know, if you're, if it's super hyper, hyper local, then I don't know. It was just, it, it felt like I wanted to take it in a different direction. So I, in the late 2019 time, like October, November, I started doing beer style simple where I would draw beer and then talk about its base, you know, what malts are in it, what hops, what yeast it uses. And then another, you know, if there's some if the water chemistry was important, if it was important to a certain city. And that was, you know, that took, people really enjoyed that. And I, it made me go, oh, visual beer education. This is something that's very cool, but also important to me because I always want to learn and study, but then it also helps other people. And it's really cool to see the response of, you know, over the past few years, especially being home during the pandemic, A lot of people were, you know, itching to learn something new. And I got, you know, I was drawing and it was, it was, you know, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to do. And I always come up with new stuff all the time. And people always, I love when people give me suggestions. They're like, you know what you should do? And I'm like, yeah, or I'll do collaborations. You know, if you're a chef of like particular food, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be like, I know everything. That's not what Pints and Panels is about. It's a collaboration never really about me it's really about visual beer education and what does that mean to certain people and if i can i just did a beer and sneaker collaboration. so like beers paired with different sneakers it was it's a oh gosh kegs and kicks it's a instagram and so I, they came up with the pairings and i drew them cuz that's their thing they do beer and shoe pairings and i'm like and yeah
0: we so, like, sorry, you have to, we, we have to talk about this a little bit. What, I haven't even seen this yet. What, like, can you give us an example of what, like, did they do, like, Converse and, like, Air Jordans? and?
1: There's an Air, I forget the Air Jordan pairing. It comes out on Monday, April 11th. Mm. So it's already drawn. So most of my stuff is scheduled pretty far in advance. Unless, so today I drew a comic about what it's like to be in a tasting room at 2.30 on a Saturday. Um, which is a little more comedy and making fun of people. I don't normally make fun of people because I'm nice and I always feel we- – it was very – it's an extra spice.
0: And you learned your lesson in college, right? Getting – Yeah. Poking fun don't, don't, fun yeah. of people. I mean, I was – yeah. I
1: don't know if – no one's specific. I would never, mm-hmm. like, you know, have beers for everyone. I want everyone to enjoy beer. Um, it's more observational than anything else. But it's – so that's – that I drew today, which will go up tomorrow. But the shoe one, yeah – that's Monday the 11th. So, yeah, they came up with It's so like, uh, yeah, I forget what... But Air Jordans are on there. I forget which what what is paired with it. But there's nine different... And I drew the shoes, and they sent me pictures. So I made sure that it was what they wanted. And then, yeah. And then they'll get collaboration credit. It's not, you know, just because I drew it, everyone will... It's not about pints and panels. I love when... I just did... Um, uh, NCAA pairings with beer because everything can be paired with beer. And I I reached out to someone I follow on Twitter who I've never met before, but I know they're a huge, big fan of NCAA basketball. And I was like, you come up with the pairings and I will give you credit and I'll draw it and make sure that everyone knows that you did it. I didn't do it. You know, you did it. And that's the really fun thing about using Pines and Panels to collaborate with people. Uh, people who are, you know, really into and passionate about something that I'm maybe, you know, I'm always trying to learn, but at the same time, you know, I don't know everything. And so it's fun to ha- treat pints and panels as more of a collaboration effort than anything else. And then you get to, I mean, I get to draw it, but still, it's fun to work with people too and see what they say. So,
0: so is it, is it pairing beers with the team or is it pairing beers with the mascot? feel like that would make a big difference.
1: It would, oh, the mascot would have been, the mascot would have been smart. I shouldn't, I should have, should have done that. No, it was just the team. And then I drew to make sure I don't do any kind of like copyright infringement. I always make sure that I just do colors. So I don't want to ever ruffle any feathers because I know art can do that. So usually just keep it pretty simple. My art is simple anyway. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun to do. It's fun to pair beer with things that nobody, you wouldn't think of. Beer can go with everything. And that's the fun thing. When you have a passion, like, you know, beer and drawing. And I've, you know, I've been doing, Pints and Panels has been around for 12 years. So it's been a really fun journey and I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes next.
0: Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit, I want to circle back a little bit to the beer styles that you've illustrated. Um, and you do, you you break it down in a very digestible way. Because I've I've gone through the study process of, you know, looking up the Uh, BJCP, you know, beer judge certification uh, guidelines. And it's like, you know, you're just kind of copying the information with each beer style. You're like, okay, Pilsner, it's got these malts, it's using these hops, you know, this, and you've got it on your giant note card. Um, (laughs) And it's just a lot of daunting information when you've got all these, you know, you've got this laundry list of styles. So you've, you've kind of broken it down in a way and especially helpful for visual learners where, you know, you've got the malts, but you've like, you shade them thoughtfully, right? Like you've accounted for, you know, the hops and then you kind of have like the aromas or the the flavors associated with those hops. And then like you, you pull out like major flavor profiles that usually come from that style. Like, you know, with a, a traditional German wheat beer, you're getting, you know, banana clove, that kind of thing. So, You've kind of broken it all down. And I was just curious, like when you're, when you're approaching a style, you obviously have a lot of beer knowledge. So, you know, the history, you know, the country, you know, the flavor profile, you could get really nerdy. You could get into, you know, SRM and all that kind of stuff. But, um, kind of where, how do you, basically, how do you kind of like draw the line of how much information do I really need to get on this style?
1: Well, I do many, so beer style, simple, the name simple is in it. So I'm going to break it. You know, some people, I've had people being like, uh, you're, you're forgetting something. And I'm like, uh, it's beer style simple. So don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, but it's simple to the point. This is what I also, when I do, res- when I look at malts, because the thing about beer, uh, one of the things I say a lot is that there's a lot of right answers in beer. So there's a lot of different ways to brew a porter. Uh, and I usually, when I do beer style simple, and talk about malt and hop, I look at multiple home, usually homebrew recipes. It's really hard to find um, commercial recipes available for free online. That doesn't really exist. So I'll go through multiple homebrew recipes and I try to pick out consistency. So, all right, if it, 50% of the 10 recipes I look at have these ingredients, that's what I'll focus on. So to make sure that there's some consistencies I get. There's a lot of, there's a lot of right answers. There's a lot of different ways to do stuff with beer. So there's, it can be a little too simple, but then at the same time, if you're studying for Cicerone certifications, I have all four levels accounted for with what you need to know for on the, um, I have a visual educational archive on my website that's free to anyone. So there's certified syllabus that's visual, all done. There's a level one, the certified beer server, there's 85 comics there, and you can either look at all of them for free, or if you want to download it as a PDF, it's $8 on my website, and then you have it all in one. Uh, for the advanced and Master, I have three and the beginning of the fourth section done. I don't know if I'll ever finish the fourth and fifth, to be honest, just for the time constraints. But each one has, like, this is what you need to know if you want to learn about Vienna lager, let's say. um, You can look at the progressions of difficulty in all of those, and all three of those are available online. So there's numerous avenues. There's also, I do beer flavor simple. So what flavors are you going to get if you're going to try this beer? Food. um, Usually based on, there's a dessert. There's usually a cheese. I try to make it vegetarian. At least one thing, vegetarian, sometimes that's the cheese or the dessert, um, because I'm a real meat eater. But I also want to be cognizant of people who are vegetarian and vegan. I feel like beer pairings don't uh, usually lean towards their food tastes, so I'm trying to change that. It's fair. (laughs) But even though I eat a a lot of meat, Uh, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Delicious. I know. I know. I'm trying to be better at about it, but so yeah. So there's food. There's and then there's like beer and life. which like fun things to do while you're drinking a whip beer? Like make you know. And it's all things that you know. Going outside. You know, riding a bike. I don't know. You know, like it's beer's fun. That's the thing about pints and panels. That if you want to learn about beer, beer's fun. It's it can be wholesome. It's nice. It's there when you need it. It's there when you don't need it. You know, it's, I just, I love beer so much, and I just so much to learn, too, and I just want everyone to love beer and be, like, and be joyful with it, because it's a very, you know, there's nothing better than having a cold beer anytime. I know that's probably what, I'm going to go for a walk, and then I'm going to have a beer, because that's, yeah.
0: I mean, admittedly, even though I live in Virginia, I have taken my beer for a walk, with my dogs. I've, I've,
1: yes, I have also I done that. I don't normally do that. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a, I remember during the like, we, I like a stoop beer. We have a stoop in our house and it are the, and the sun we live, our sun, the house faces this, like the West. So you get the sun. And so, and all our neighbor, we live in a, like kind of a baby boomer generation neighborhood. So all the houses are really small and close together. And so everyone's out doing stuff and, like, it's really, it's pleasant. And so having a beer out there, especially with the days getting longer, uh, it's really, really nice. That's one of my favorites, especially when my husband gets home from work, we'll share a beer. We usually share a beer. 16 ounces is the perfect sharing size. I love a share. So that's what we normally... 12 ounces, that's for me. I don't want to share that with anybody. 16, though. 16 for sharing. Um, but I'm also a lightweight, so I, we I usually share two beers and then we're, we're gone. And then I'm, I'm done. And he'll have probably have another one, but.
0: I appreciate like the seven to eight ounce. I have a, and listeners know this. I have a special place in my heart for Heineken because when I was younger, I was a line cook. I lived in Bermuda. It's all we drank was Heineken. So in my fridge, I always have what I like to call Tinykins, which are the Heinekens that come in like that seven, eight ounce bottle, the little ones. And for some reason, like it, that, that, that is the sweet spot, and I just really wish there were more beers. I know tall boys are what's cool.
1: Yeah, but right they're now. but they're good for sharing, you know. They're and it's for all about friendship and
0: community. You
1: know. Yeah, community. <laughs> I I do. I love a fractional pour. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I go to a brewery that I so I work part time at Fox Farm, which is a brewery in Eastern Connecticut and Salem, Connecticut. Um, I'm but I'm only there one I'm one there one day a week, and we do a seven ounce pour, and it is. And it's in this, like, little nonic glass, and it is just perfect. We also, for, we have a side pull, check side pull, and we do a 10-ounce lager, like, mini, and it's in this, like, tiny, mini mug, and, like, you have, I have one of those with lunch and then one of those at the end, and then you're, like, and and, then you're done. And it's perfect. It's perfect. I just, I love a fraction. When you go to a place and I'm, like, do you do fractional pour? And they're, like, no, we're going to pour you 16 ounces of 10% IPA, and I'm, like, Great. I'm driving again, lightweight. So it's, and I usually am, I love to, I love being the designated driver. I'm a real big fan of being the person that, um, we have, my husband and I have a, a, I'm the designated driver, but I get to decide when we leave. That's our, uh, so that's our like trade-off. So I'll usually have like one beer, maybe two, and then
0: I'm like, it's time (laughs) to go. And he's like, okay. And then you're off. And then we're off. Yeah. So you're describing all these like really beautiful, like happy beer moments. Something else that I love about breweries is when they have brewery animals. And I was reading that you actually do a uh, cartoon for a publication about brewery cats. I do. So I
1: have The Adventures of Nelson and Goldie, which is for Pellicle, which is a UK-based web... Uh, magazine. They do. They come out with new stuff usually once or twice a week. And it was a, Matt Curtis, who's the founder, who lives in Manchester. I bumped into him at the Craft Brewers Conference, either 2018 or 2019, whenever it was in Denver. He was like, "Draw me. I want you to draw something for." And and I was like, "What? Well, I was like, What about cats?" And he was like, "You know, I'm into that." So the he and he, I was like, "Do you want any to?" And he was like, "No, do whatever you want." So I invented these two. and It's an unnamed brewery, has three employees, owned by a lady. Their brewer is also a lady, and then they have Tim, their sales guy, and then they have Nelson and Goldie. And Nelson and Goldie now talk because Matt was like, "Get weird with it." So now they talk and stand, and they went, they go on adventures, and now they're planning the cat jamboree because the brewery got chosen. It's I'm basically just ripping off. Harry Potter, because I was like, try Wizard Tournament, uh, which I'm not really a big Harry Potter person, but I've, that's my, like, next, so, like, what's the next adventure? Oh, they're going to have this huge jamboree for cats, and they're going to be, it's going to be at the brewery, and all these cats are going to show up, and there's going to be, like, feats of strength, and a new, uh, there's a chair, the chair, there's the chairman of brewery cats, the new chairman gets chosen, or chair cat, whatever, uh, I haven't got, I actually haven't thought about how this ends. Um, But it's just, yeah, it's fun to draw, and I get to draw. Nelson's a real, like, all he thinks about is food. He's a big, fat cat. And then Goldie's the real responsible. Nelson came with the brewery. That's his backstory, is when uh, Sarah, who's the owner, bought the brewery. The guy's like, this is your cat. It comes its name is Nelson. And she's just like, oh, okay, you're my first employee. And then Goldie was um, a stray and they found her under the trash can, actually. So, and put her in the East Kent Goldings box. And that's why her name is Goldie.
0: You've got a lot of drawings going on. You've got sneakers. You've got basketball. You've got cats. And most importantly, and I can't let this show wrap up without talking about it, is you have a book that is available for pre order right now. Hooray for craft beer. Yes. And um, this takes you on a journey through the history um, and the world of craft beer. I am ing- I'm already signed up for a, for a pre-order. I'm very excited.
1: Oh, wonderful. When I approached the Brewers Association, because actually, so the way that it came about was, I've, oh, I, so I went to, my, my first GABF was 2008. My cousin and I just bought tickets on a whim because I was in town in Denver conveniently that weekend. And so we just went. Which was wild. Like, the fact that you could just get GABF tickets, like, the week before. And they were like, okay. And then in 2010, I had a media pass because I used to do a webcomic for this now-defunct, like, video game website where they, like, let me draw a bar. And it, yeah, it was... And it had a lot of, like, video game jokes that they would help me write in because I don't know. And then I also went to cartoon school, so... So anyway, the founders, this guy Steve and I went... And I got to go and to, to the bookshop and meet all the authors, so like Stan Hieronymus and like uh, who else? John Palmer I think was there, and like Marilla Amato and all these other people. Who I'm like, these are all people I really look up to. I was like, maybe one day I'll have a book in the bookshop. And then like twelve years later, I get to be I'm doing a signing two days for two days at CBC in in Minneapolis. So I'm just like, it you know, it took a really long time. But it like it didn't, doesn't matter. The fact that I, so I went to the Brewers Association because they were asked, they asked the North American Guild for pitches. They said, who want, yeah. And so I said, hey, do you want a cartoon book about beer? And Christy Switzer, who's the publisher, said, yes. <laughs> and I said, I said, what? Because I have, so I have a first book, which is Beers for Everyone. That came out in 2017, which is very, hey, I'm new to beer. Uh, I shop at the grocery store what do i what beers if i like these flavors what do i you know so it's very heavy on larger um, but american only craft brands so your Sierra nevada's your uh, i don't know your allagashes and whatnot um, this book features absolutely no brands at all I talk. I mentioned Guinness and I mentioned cezanne dupont I think that's it Because I talk about like, so those are proto brands. Those are brands that are like, you know, you think of indicative to style. But other than that, like go to your local brewery, go to places, go to your favorite beer restaurant, try stuff. So it's very, their only requirement was, or they had a few, but one of the big ones was I want the hops to talk. I want them to sing. I want whimsy. And I was like, well, you know who you're talking. I was like, you know who you're talking to, right? And so, and they were a joy to work with you know, she, Christy, we talk every week and I was like, this is what I'm thinking. And she said, cool. And so there's, it focuses a lot on beer styles. Not, a, not every beer style is in there. So, but that's fine. You know, it's always about trying something new and beer's ever changing. Beer styles are, you know, we're all drinking cold IPAs now. So, and that didn't exist until last year. So who knows, who knows what happens next? I'm excited. So, But yeah, the book comes out in three weeks. Oh boy. Uh Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It hasn't... Um, I haven't gotten my advanced copy, but... Oh, no. <laughs> my good friend from high school got his copy before I got mine. <laughs> yeah, Ami- like, Amazon oh, everyone else to the... it sounds like- so nice. <laughs> so he sent me a photo of the book. He's like, I'm holding your book. And I was like, oh, you're the first, you're the first one. <laughs> yeah. Does it look good? Does it look good? That's my... Yeah, that's... Yeah, so I'm excited to see what people think. I hope people really like it. It's, you know, whimsical, easy to read. I kind of describe my work as like a back of the toilet kind of art. And I mean that as a compliment where like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be here for a while. I'm just going to open this.
0: Yeah. I get it. It kind of makes me feel like, um, I forget the author, but she wrote hyperbole and a half. The Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But like we we actually had to read her book Hyperbole and a Half like in grad school for um like basically to to talk about like you know getting information across in creative ways and stuff like that. I got a degree in food studies which is totally useful all the time.
1: Oh sure. I mean I have American studies right here and cre- <laughs> and cartooning. I you know. Yeah. My my mother was like you're leaving your finance job to You know, where they like take you skiing every year and they do ice sculptures with our logo and you're going to move to Vermont. And I was like, I sure am. And it, you know, you know, who knew? I didn't know that Mike, you know, it's fun to see all my classmates and how successful a lot of them are in various, you know, teaching or published in really like cool places, designing toys. It's just, it's cool. It's really cool to see how, how we've all grown it was, yeah, it was the best decision I ever made. And, you know, it's fun to see, like, some of the alumni are, you know, Sasha Vollor, who won RuPaul's Drag Race Season 9, was two grades below me. And you know, Chuck Forsman, who wrote a bunch of Netflix series, because his comics got you know, he was a grade above me. So it's cool to see how, you know, drawing and creativity can grow into something that you didn't think.
0: Well, that's wonderful. I'm very excited for your book. I will also be at CBC this year, so I will definitely come say hello, especially during your book signing. I'm also going to... I would love that. uh, Check out Nelson and Goldie because I'm thoroughly obsessed with brewery cats. I can't tell you how many tours I've been on where I've just been like, "Mm, I'm going to go play with a cat. So, you know, that sums me up pretty well. Um, But thank you so much for, for taking the time and for brightening my Instagram feed. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. And so listeners definitely check out pints and panels. It has a ton of information. If you are studying for the Cicerone, it is immensely helpful for us visual learners out there. Uh, Check out hooray for craft beer, as well as beers for everyone of drinking age in parentheses. Um, And I am checking out more brewery cat information. Uh so thank you all for listening. This has been an episode of Beer Me Radio. Any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out at Beer Me Radio on Instagram or beer me Radio at gmail.com. Like, follow, subscribe, give us all the stars, any anything, we'll take it. But we will catch you next time. Cheers.